Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, our second podcast of the week. Actually, we just got done watching the the Rays and A's. Rays advance, of course, 5-1 as everyone knows by the time you hear this podcast. I'm going to throw this question at you, though. Let okay? me hear it. Because if you you watched the game yesterday, if you paid mm-hmm. attention, okay, and it's, uh, you know, obviously the Nationals win that thing in the eighth inning in a, in a crazy game, and then the Rays knock off the A's. You know how football is, is the ratings are just gigantic because yeah. it's one and done. Yeah. What if in baseball they got rid of the series and just went like this? God, it's so fun. It's so <laughs> nerve wracking. It is crazy. I have a buddy of mine who's a lifelong A's fan. Oh. And four times today he says, I am so fucking nervous. Right. He just all day long. Like, you know, you, you like, you know, it is like if your team's yeah. in the NFL playoffs, you're freaking out all week long. But let's say you just everyone goes with their fucking ace pitcher and you uh-huh. got one fucking game to yeah. try and win it. You saw Scherzer last night, couldn't get anything figured out. His team bailed him out. Dave, it's amazing because think back to the all-star break here in San Diego. We were all excited because the Padres were in the middle of the wild card. Yeah. Now, clearly, they dropped out of it. But for for a second, you can understand what the last couple of weeks have been like for fans of the Rays or the Indians, the A's, the Nationals, the Cubs were in that for a little bit. And uh, the Brewers, right? Everybody was kind of hanging out, doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, yay, we make it. Yay. And then just like that, shit. You played one. I mean, really, the Brewers played one more game than the Padres. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you sit there and go, shit, just like you said. Yeah. And the Padres lost a lot of crummy games, but the entire nation wasn't watching. Yeah. And SportsCenter didn't spend three straight hours showing you highlights of how your stud reliever fucked it up, and then the kid in the outfield. Yeah, the rookie that's in for Yelich. Oh, man. What, 43 games without an error? Then did you see, I saw a handful of people retweeted today. Like, people are so screwed up. Telling that kid, don't come back to Milwaukee. <laughs> people are assholes. Well, you yeah. know, it's here, here I, I'm a... Tell you something, Jeff knows this already. Okay, and if you're ever lucky enough to be on a major league field, and mm-hmm. and obviously you, you you just sit there when the guys are taking BP because Bochy used to let us do it. Oh yeah, the Padres let me do it a few times. The Dodgers even let me do it once. The grass in the outfield doesn't roll smooth. Right, that, that ball is snaking, and and it looked like it did on on and, uh, Grisham, it la, uh, Grisham last night. And definitely, at, and at the same time, when a ball is hit, usually it's going to curve towards the line. That ball did not curve towards line. It curved. It went back, under back underneath his glove, and, and went back to his right yeah. hip. But it is not what you think. It is not mm-hmm. just smooth like a bowling alley. And it's just going right to you. That thing is snaking all the time. I'm really surprised it doesn't happen more often. Yeah, I'm surprised that in a day when the GMs are so anal about yeah. everything on their team, look, it benefited the Nationals last night, big time. But I guarantee you, Mike Rizzo is talking to the grounds crew going, hey, don't let that shit happen to me. <laughs> well, okay, here's, here's, and again, I don't know anything about the way those guys cut the grass, but mm-hmm. we see the patterns all the time. Yeah. If you look at San Francisco, it's the only field that doesn't have the patterns in the grass. You know what I mean? It looks like it's just carpet. Right. right. And, but you look at every other team, I'm sure, when the Dodgers play against the Nationals, got some crazy design. Something they, silly. They all... Yeah, they, the skyline of New York City, even though they're yeah. playing in Los Angeles. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? Is that the Empire State Building? And you sit there and you go, okay. But yeah, it, it is one of those things, something really small that led mm-hmm. to three runs, and all of a sudden you're done. One game and you're done. 
and really, god damn, man, ruined that kid. But uh, I don't give a shit about the Brewers. Yeah. So I just watched it, and I was like, well, that sucks. What do I got to do tomorrow? <laughs> Hold on. When he goes, it's going to sting for a little bit. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah. it's going to sting the rest of your life. That's yeah. why I wanted someone to tell him, dude, no, no, this is one of those rest of your lives. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would have you call Bill Buckner, yeah. but you don't have the ability to. But uh, the good thing will be, in about 25 years, yeah. you and Soto will be at a card show at some beat-up fucking Howard Johnson's in Fargo, North Dakota, signing a dual-image picture, each one of you making 18 bucks and yeah. a grilled cheese sandwich. So, hey, you got that to look forward to. <laughs> Shithead. <laughs> and are there still Howard Johnson's around? <laughs> Somewhere in the so Midwest. So funny you said that. Jeff's 100% right. Remember that? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. If you're in the Midwest or in the South, Howard Johnson's is always an all-you-can-eat something. Like, and with, they with, bragged about their ice cream. I remember yeah. as a kid, and it was like, God damn, it was the worst. It yeah. was like, I don't know, any just some average ice cream it was like all you can eat i remember it was like all you can eat calamari with a calamari. Shit, with a shitload of tartar sauce and now as an adult you're like why the fuck would i go to howard johnson's for calamari yeah. oh because that's all you can eat because <laughs> it was all you can eat <laughs> are you a seafood guy friends I, keep I, inviting I, me out for lobster i'm not a lobster not guy. a lobster i don't guy. like shellfish i'm not a, uh you don't like shrimp uh not really okay. no see I, i'm not a lobster guy it, it's too much work yeah. It's too much fucking work, and it's too messy. Yeah. Well, what grown man wants to... Bib? Yeah. You <laughs> asshole. Good luck getting laid going home when your wife's looking at you with your little plastic bib. What a douche. Just fucking get the ribeye, would you? You fucking idiot. God. Who's a lobster guy in town? Who's the guy that puts the bib Costa. on? Costa. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I endorse that message. Yeah. Ben. Ben's a, Ben's a lobster guy. Ben's a lobster yeah. guy. Bib. Ben's yeah. a kind. Of, he went to Tory. He's probably got a yeah. cloth bib. <laughs> With uh. I'm feeling Ben had lobster by the time he was five. Yeah, and he's got one of those gold chains like the Isley Brothers wear to like chain yeah. it around his neck. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> fucking dork. Think of that fucker, too. Nicest guy in San Diego. I don't know why. Yeah. Ben is the nicest dude in San Diego. And there are days I feel like calling Ben. Just go just go home and take a fucking nap. Oh, my God. That's funny so dumb. That. And I'm like, he's so nice. Like, I can't yell at Ben. I can yell at his asshole partner. Dude, I flipped on the show forgetting that Woods wasn't there this week. And I flipped on well, the show. I'll tell you what. Monday was great. Was it good? It was really fun. I With Shelly and, and Junior, Tony oh, Junior, and Ben. That's why that was I was a out fun of town. Show. I missed it. Damn it! No, no joke. I was out of town. I planned on listening to see what it sounded like, because I, I can't imagine doing my a show with my wife. God no. I, <laughs> I no. <laughs> no, I, no. I know it's not about my wife. No, I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah, there are times I don't want to eat dinner with her. Let her alone <laughs> do a show with her. Rita is great. I just saw. I mean, I probably talked to my ex-wife more. On a day-to-day -day basis um, in the last two weeks, including going to dinner with her last Friday night, um, like more in the last two weeks than we had a lot down the stretch. Yeah. And it was funny. We went to dinner, and she said, or I said, I, I can't remember, but she's like, you know, what do you think people... I'm like, I don't give a fuck what people think. I had... Uh, 
What do you mean? Boy, what do people think about you guys hanging out? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, so, Michael, that's none of their business. Right. Right. We have kids. Yeah. And here's the thing, man. I'll say this to everybody that starts getting in. We're not getting back together, but that doesn't change the fact that we can set a good example for our kids. And yeah. I genuinely get along with her. Like I, I was out to dinner with a different friend last night and we were talking about people we know that went through a really, really ugly divorce. Somebody had cheated on the, oh, uh, and man, one person had a move and it impacted relationships. And uh, it was really, really bad. Were kids involved? Oh yeah. And we didn't have that. Yeah. We, we, she didn't cheat on me. I didn't cheat on her. That wasn't anything that yeah. caused it. And we're planning birthday parties today. We're ordering school pictures today. But I had said, um, you know, I went over last week. I was at the house. And anybody who has kids that mine are, you know, 11. So anybody you've either had kids that age or get ready for it. They all do the same shit, which is. They'll eat spaghetti till the sun comes up and they'll make zero fucking effort to clean the (laughs) spaghetti bowl. Yeah. And they'll just throw it with all the pasta sauce and pasta in the dishwasher, start (laughs) the dishwasher. And now it's just frozen on there. Right. And you have that conversation. Every parent's like, oh, God, oh, God, I've had it. And Steve Woods or anybody else with young kids get ready Ryan Barkley, it's coming, man, because they all do it. They're all assholes. And uh, so the other day, I'm over there. It was like, may have been a week ago tonight. And, and she goes, uh, hey, you know, why is this that way? And they kind of shrugged her off like every kid. Well, I washed it. And my ex-wife, who doesn't really cuss, and especially at them. Did I mention this on no. the show the other night? No, we were with Brett Boone. She just loses it. Well, why the fuck's it look like? And God damn, Dave. I, oh, I started laughing so hard. And she's like, and they're like, well, we washed bullshit. And I am dying. Because I say it all the time. I, I just talk to him, however. I don't give a shit. But she doesn't do that. So I took him out and I'm like, look, stop pushing her over the goddamn edge. Yeah. It's not cool. It's your mom. You know she's right. Just do it right. Shit. <laughs> so uh, I texted her and I said, hey, look, I got this thing in the an email, like a free dinner yeah. at a local establishment. The thing expires on Sunday. You want to go to dinner Friday night? And she's like, well, what about them? I'm like, fuck them. <laughs> they can have uh, yeah, dinner pasta. in that dirty bowl. Yeah. yeah. So we went and hung out. And then, like I said, planning birthdays, the whole thing. But... um. Yeah, you know, you talk all the time, but I, I know others that don't have that kind of conversation. And yeah, I, I know. I, I like it. I like the example that it sets for my kids, and uh, it's all good. You know, it's uh, everybody knows somebody that's gone through a divorce. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are handling it great. My, my sister's actually gone through a divorce at the same yeah. time that you've gone through a divorce. Right. And unfortunately, it's it's not good. It's not because my brother-in-law, I loved him. He was he was great. I mean, a great guy. If I went back to Nashville, I would call him up and say, hey, you want to have time to go out to dinner or see yeah. him? I'd feel bad going into town and not seeing him, you know? Yeah. And so, but my sister's at the point where he's, only, the only time they talk is it has something to do with their daughter. Man. You know, and the only time they're going to see each other again is when she probably graduates college next year and when she has a kid and gets yeah. married. 
and that's probably it. It's it's not one of those where you know they're on good terms. I have another buddy of mine who literally refers to his ex-wife as bitch face you know wow yeah it's in his phone that way wow but it, it was bad she took his money she called oh, the cops yeah. she the, the whole deal and then uh it, it's funny that you talk about this because there's there's a guy i know who was in a relationship and the girl cheated on him mm-hmm. and he was in a bar recently and this is in atlanta mm-hmm. and the guy says something and he one times him knocks him to the ground whoa police are called the whole deal and the well, police don't want to deal with it and the was police, it stacy dash it was <laughs> stacy dash was a great guess and he's, the police are ready to let him go and they, yeah. the lady cop says to him all you have to do is go over to him and say i'm sorry and we'll let you go god damn and he goes fuck that fuck i that. will never say i'm sorry no Ta- shit take me to jail I'd rather be arrested than apologize that, to, and to that, a few guys. Yeah, and and the, the lady's like, shit, because she don't want to fill out all the paperwork. Yeah. She knew he'd be out in 24 hours. How about if I tell you I'm sorry, and then you can go tell him I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't hear it, Yeah, we'll call it even. And 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 he says, if you bring that motherfucker over here again. I'm, I'm going to hit I'm, him again. That's what he said. Yeah. And she's Guy like, code. And, yeah, and she says to him again, I'm going to let you go. Otherwise, you're going to spend the night in jail. Let's just go to jail. Yeah, fuck I, it. I am not apologizing to that guy. Yeah. And that blew me away that he said, and then just like you, you didn't hesitate either. You're like, no. fuck that. I'll go to jail. Yeah. He, he said, no way. I, I can't live with myself by saying I'm sorry. Yeah. There's a, uh, look, man, I'm a really big believer in guy code. My friend Cheech that passed away a couple of years ago said something. He was really the guy in my group of 12 or 13 guys that hung out. Cheech was really the guy that drove home the message that friends are family. And, and I, am a very, very strong proponent of that. And funny, man, there was some shit that had gone on the last couple of weeks and just some guys taking shots at our boy Steve Woods. And uh, and I was talking to him about it last night. And I'll just say this, uh, and I'm not going to go too far into it. I'll just say this. You know, you, you meet people in life and you kind of get a gauge on them. And then this is how I always gauge people. One of the craziest bars I've ever been in. Really, really fun night, but I was just waiting for shit to fall apart. <laughs> was Brick by Brick. Brick by Brick is just like one of those bars, and it was like the third bar of the night. So I don't know if it was OB or Mission B, <laughs> Mission Beach, IB. I don't know where the fuck it was. All I remember is I was in Brick by Brick. I'd heard about it forever, and it was great, but I'm like, this shit. This is a good bar, but somebody, not me, I'm staying the fuck out of the way. Somebody's taking a Miller Lite over the head. Well, we got out of there. This is how, pal, I know you're the exact same way. This is how I judge people. If shit was to go down at brick by brick, who do I want at my table? I want Dave at that table, and I want fucking Steve Woods at that table. Yeah. And from a local radio standpoint... It's really, really few guys where you go, this dude has your back to the end. This is how I judge people. Steve Woods, uh, and then he and I were laughing, and we started going through the lineup. He goes, Costa? I go, yeah, Costa for sure. Uh, He'd at least start the car. No, Mike would would hang. Mike would throw a punch. Absolutely. If there was trouble, and you, me, 
Any of those guys? Absolutely. You got to think what you're saying. I know you're joking around, but that's... I'm a, trying to think. Would Mike you're throw a punch? Ma- he absolutely would. I think I'm Mike would have 100% have your back. You. Try- <laughs> Hold on. That idiot today cussed me out through a text message. I Good. didn't appreciate it. Good. Well, you're an asshole. But, why? Because he didn't realize that University of North Carolina and Clemson aren't in the same state. When I text him, I didn't call him on there. I said, hey, dude, they're two different states. Because it's an in-state rivalry. I go, one's in South Carolina, one's in North Carolina. And then he called me something terrible that I can't repeat on there. What's the first letter? F. <laughs> it's not politically correct. If this is 1985, I could tell you exactly what he oh said. Oh, my God. If it was Delirious with Eddie Murphy? When's the last time <laughs> you watched that? Dude, no kidding. It's embarrassing as shit, isn't it now? Yeah. Whoa. All right. Back to yeah. shit going down brick by brick. Okay. I'm not so sure I want you there, but I'll take Mike there. Well, I'm crazy, so you want me there. Yeah, I want you. I want Stevie Woods for sure. Yeah, I'd take Costa for sure. I do. I I would take Judd. I think Judd's one of those guys. Dude. Judd Judd wasn't even for hitting Rizzo. What are you talking about? Fuck Judd, <laughs> you're out. Judd's the most nonviolent guy going. Shit. Um. You know, Ornberger and Hardwick. I mean, those yeah. guys are just yeah. no brainers. Yeah, wrestling guys, of course. Oh shit, Nick would fucking. Yeah. That's a thing. When everybody was such keyboard warriors, yeah. Th- when Nick kind of fucked up and and did a few things, Nick would beat the living he shit would. out of you. Nick should have actually spent his time knocking on doors. Yeah. Hey, I, I saw you had something to say, so I figured here's your chance to say it to my face. Yeah. Before I <laughs> knock your front teeth out. And uh, yeah, yeah, and that's probably it. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah, Nick would take out ninety nine point nine percent of San Diego. Yeah. And if you weren't named, it's not a, it's not anything. It's just. It's not in your DNA. Yeah. But for me, what I want is the guys that I look out for. And if you're fucking with them, then you're fucking with us. Because my friend Cheech taught me when we were 16, friends are family. Yeah. Fucking Steve Woods is that guy that you want at that table. <laughs> Steve is there. It's not, it's, <laughs> he and I were laughing about Ben. Because I'm like, you know what's cool about Ben? Yeah. Ben's a good dude, man. Ben would try, and then I don't know what would happen. I'm not going to say Ben would get, but. Do you think Ben's ever been in a fight? No. Yeah, he's never been to a strip club even. Nope. But I'm telling you this, Ben's not going to be a guy to run the other way. Who do you take, Elston or Ben, in a fight? And not against each other, but to back you up. I'd, I think I'd take Elston. I would too. Because Craig's got a little crazy in him. Yeah. Craig almost got me into a fight once. Do you remember that? Yeah, where was the that? tilted kilt? Yes. Yeah, and he wouldn't fucking stand up. Remember? Right. And and I almost had a fight. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Maybe it's Ben. Yeah. Remember? He stole someone's chair, and he fucking it had he got me nervous. Yeah. Fucking I'm, guy. Fucking Craig. <laughs> Here's, I got a funny. I let's, love Craig. I do too. Here's, I got a funny story for you. But am I right? Hey, before yeah, you go, right. am I right on that? Yeah, you're right. Hundred percent. What about real quick? TV. There's nobody else. Oh, TV. That's funny. Kraska would. Kraska would. Kraska would. Johnny Howard would. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think Carlo Chiquetto would. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking great dude. Yeah. Austell, I think would. That's funny as hell. Lipkin would. Yeah. Yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> Fucking Lipkin's so <laughs> crazy, man. 
Lipkin would. Yeah. She's crazy. It's, no, it's funny. You just mentioned all those KFMB guys. Last night, Josh started an internship at KFMB. No way. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's it, awesome. It was really funny to hear that because he, he comes home after. And he's on the TV side, not the radio side. He's sure. working with Kraska and Todd Villalobos. Oh, and, love it. And Carlo love and, it. and all that. Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee. And, uh, and I said, it's so weird that you won't go went back in the building. Go Really, right. my career started and took off. Yeah, me too. And so that's what I, I was saying. That's where Jeff and I got together. That's where this whole thing started was in that same building. I thought, I got a kick out of it. And so they're, they're just great people over there. They treated them so so nice yesterday. Have you been in there day. since March 7th no, of 02? have not been in there. I've been in there. I used to yeah. do my Sirius XM show in there. Yeah. Are you going to go over there and go I, visit them? I, I would love to. I would absolutely love yeah. to go to go in there. But he was just saying everybody was so cool and, and – uh, the only one he hadn't met yet is John Howard, but everyone oh, else. Oh, uh, dude, the best! That's what it, he asked me because Tommy's John guy. Howard back. That's what I said. Don't get to go Tommy's, to Tommy's go between shows. That's John it. will be stoked. He would be. Then Josh would love it. So yeah, it's kind of it's funny. But place. he started at KFMB yesterday. So uh, so talking about Woods, I'm I'm talking to Woods this morning because Woods has the week off. He's in Arizona playing baseball, yeah. and um, it's it's crazy hot in Arizona. It just it just it's brutal. Right? And, I, and I coach kids there, and I we go over a whole thing on how not to have heat stroke. Mm-hmm. And he's having a hard time with the heat this week. Who, Steve? Steve is. He's having a hard time, and it's like, dude, it's like sucking on a hair dryer. Oh yeah. I mean, even when you aren't playing, it's hard to breathe outside, let alone running around or pitching or whatever he's doing. So, I'm texting him and I'm saying, "Look, here's the. I'm gonna give you a couple tips on how to cool down because if you have heat stroke, oh, it's gonna affect worst. you the rest of your life." Oh yeah. So I said, first of all, you know, before you go to bed every night, no joke, make sure your urine is clear because mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna be dehydrated tomorrow. You're done. And That's then, good for everybody too, really. If you're if it's it gets hot, man, and I'm telling you, Dave just said it. If you're if that is on the dark side, you're in trouble. Yes. And big time. Get the what I always said and what I've done in the past, Dave, is get the biggest go get two of those thirty two ounce Gatorades and hit them hard. Yeah. Try- like as quick because it's different with the electrolytes than just straight water. Yeah, there's some people even go with the Pedialyte. The same thing that they that's that true. The kids have. Yeah, that was uh, the Pedialyte is what every MMA fighter that used to go through dehydration yeah. to cut weight they used to hit Pedialyte much more than Gatorade. Yeah, that's another one. So, so then I said to him, and I knew he would freak out because the one thing I like about Woods, he, he's like you and me on this one. We like to fuck around and bust your balls, but we aren't into pranks. Pranks aren't. No, we aren't prank not at guys. all. So I said to him, no joke, this will bring your body temperature down at least 10 degrees. It will make a huge difference. And I said, if you shave from your knee up to your thigh, I said, it will cool you down. And he's like, you're fucking with me right now, aren't you? And I said, dude, I swear to you, I'm not fucking with you. This sounds like a fucking prank. Now he's getting mad. And I said, dude. How did you explain that to Hannah when he got home? Yeah, that's, that's what I want to know. But I said to him, dude, you're playing. I wasn't even playing. I was just coaching. I was dying yeah. out there. And uh, and I don't know if he did it or not, but 100%, I wasn't pranking him. I said, look, football players do this in the NFL. Right. They do it in the South, the whole deal. But for some reason, if you can take the hair off your thigh, it will cool your body down. And so he he, I don't know if he, if he did it or not, but he thought I was fucking with him. I 100% would not embarrass him no. or fuck with him on that. When you're talking about heat stroke, I was trying to help him out. Yeah. But he's, he's having a great time. I mean, here he is in his mid-40s, and he's playing baseball, loving it. His uh, numbers came out today, and they're doing great. They're doing great. Good for him. Yeah, good for him, man. Really, really just solid. Just solid, solid dude. But I told him today, there's some shit with that kid. He's so fucking oblivious on some things. I told him today, I I got so mad at him, because sometimes he just 
misses shit, and you and I just yell at him. I told him today, I go, you know the fuck you are? You're the fucking tap dancer on the Titanic wondering if you're still going to get paid even though the 8 o'clock show was canceled. <laughs> and he didn't even reply to it. Go, stop being so fucking oblivious. You asshole. Oh, so the guy, yeah. Tomorrow he'll hear this and be like, God, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. You can judge people. You can say whatever you want. Here's the way I judge it. Here's the way Dave judges it. And it's always brick by brick. It's yeah. always my bar. That is funny as hell. Shit goes out brick by brick. Who do you want on your team? Walchef, of course, is one of those guys. Barkley's one yeah. of those guys. Oh, yeah. All those guys that we talked about. But I'm just saying from local radio, it's it sports radio, it pretty much starts and ends with Woods. Yeah, that is funny as hell. That I'll bring Cost in, too. He gets grandfathered yeah. in <laughs> for more than one reason. <laughs> Uh, who's that the next manager of this Padre? That's team? what I was going to ask you next. Okay, so when you first of all, we didn't get a chance really to talk about it because we had Brett in here the other night. Mm-hmm. You brought up the whole Ron Fowler situation before yeah. before it got really big on on sports radio, but you, you you brought it up for a second, and I, and I tell you what, the more you think about it, the more I, I dislike it. You know, I, I, re- yeah. I really dislike it. A little I, big mouth. Well, he, it's like a couple things. One is everybody you're ripping. Well, you're the one paying them. Yeah. You're the guy who signed them. Yeah. You're the one who signed them. You, yeah. They didn't, didn't come in and exactly. ask for it. <laughs> I mean, you went and chased these guys. You pay right. somebody to make these decisions for you, and then you're going to freak out. So, right. yeah, they aren't playing up to the contract, but you, they still have contracts, and you still have to pay them. You still yeah. have to pay Hosmer, even though you don't think you can right. play first base. You still have to pay Hedges and Machado and all these guys. Myers. That, Myers, especially. But who was Myers the guy he went after the first time? Remember he went after somebody before Shields. Was it Shields? It was Shields. Mm-hmm. And I said to you at the time I didn't like it because I thought maybe it's it's not a good sign for the the organization that hey, Ron you- is the guy. You sell Ron a car. He drives down the street. He hits a trash can, and then calls you and says, "Well, what the fuck are you gonna do about this?" <laughs> I didn't do anything. Nobody told me about those blind spots, McFly. Yeah. 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 Well, I got a flat. You going to come over and fucking fix it? No. Well, I gave you the money. It, Dave, here's what. It's minor league. The whole fucking operation is minor league. It is, unfortunately. And and they are, they are a, a very, very small organization playing dress up. You're not going to be the Dodgers, and they can't figure out what the fuck they want to do. And they're trying. I mean, as a fan, look, I loved when they went after Machado. I I said it the other night. I didn't necessarily – I wasn't really that big on Hosmer. Um, I didn't think that was really that great a deal or for the money for this team. The Myers deal, I remember we were like, what the fuck are you doing there? But, But on the deal that I liked, I liked when they went out and got Machado. I just don't know who's running the asylum. And for me, this team has never, ever, ever been the same since the day Larry Lucchino was run out of You're town. right. And when you've had two really, really good baseball guys that were run out of town, Boach was run out of town, Lucchino was run out of town. They were run out of town by the same guy in John Moore's. Um, and 
Look, I would say KT, but Kevin had Kevin was too loyal to the people that were in charge of the minor leagues. The minor leagues were atrocious. It's yeah. a huge part of your job, and and Kev had to go. But like they just can't figure it out. And I I'll say this a lot. It goes back to when we were covering the Chargers. Chargers were getting ready to leave, and it's the greatest line I've ever heard and confirmed a couple of different times. It was said by Eric Grubman, who was the right-hand man of Roger Goodell on a radio show in St. Louis. And he said one of the reasons why the NFL has been so successful is we don't get emotional in business decisions. Yep. And Ron doesn't have the ability to do that. Ron's emotional. And Ron's playing to a very, very small demographic for the social media people. And there's a great wrestling term, Dave, called the cheap pop. And that's there's a guy, Mick Foley. I think you know who Mick yeah. Foley is. Mick Foley did this bit every time where he would show up and he'd say, hey, it's great to be back in San Diego. And the crowd go crazy. And then he'd be giving the thumbs up. Yeah. And it's like, dude, every night, that's it. When you play to a really, really small demographic, you get that cheap pop, and guess what? You spend the next, figure out however long you want, trying to dig out from the damage you've caused. Myers know. I, I don't know if Myers knows. He may know. If he's smart, he knows he's shit. Yeah. Well, he has to know. I mean, he has to know. But the thing is, does he care? I mean, Ron I obviously lashed out because he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed by he's the guy who's the head of the organization. He's mad. He's paying a lot of money, uh, a and you're a dead last team with not a very necessarily bright, immediate future. You're right, an immediate future. And so he's sitting there saying, okay, I'm the face. I'm the guy that has done so much for the city, yet I cannot figure out a way to get this team out of last place. Yeah, We lost a ton of games. We lost more than 90 games this year. How did, the, how did this happen? You 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 sit there and you go, okay, a lot of people are frustrated. Padre fans mm -hmm. are frustrated. You, even people on uh, – I, 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 you know what? There, there are just so many people that that we know. We're kind of we aren't obviously we aren't in the inner circle. We know so many people that are connected to this organization. We have for a long time. You brought up Larry Lucchino's name. It was the one time I can remember that the Padres were just looked at as a different franchise. Credibility, the credibility that came. The the fact that you had guys that would talk about this team all the time. Like remember, Peter Gammons was a big deal in the, in the oh, mid nineties. And he's talking about the Padres because he had he had an in. There were guys that he yeah. would call and give information, and Towers and Theo and Lucina would talk, and all of a sudden, just on Baseball Tonight, the Padres were a story. I, w I was asking someone uh, last week. I was in Los Angeles. I got a chance to do a little Dodger talk, and I and I asked. I said, "What is what's the biggest joke organization in baseball right now?" And immediately, in, in the person's head was to go to the Rays. He goes, "Well, it's not the Rays, even though they didn't yeah. spend any money. They're in the playoffs." They go, well, "It's probably the Padres right now." And I go, man, that fucking sucks. You know, because at a time... Orioles. The, the, the Orioles are... Peter Angelus is a fucking joke. The problem yeah. is, the difference is the Orioles have that that history where they've won those championships and those Hall of Famers and all that. They haven't done anything in fucking almost 50 years, but still the, the Orioles have, have something. It's, it's, really, it's really frustrating because as they talk about pushing the goalposts back, Ron knows 2020 is not the year. It's, yeah. it's just not going to be there. He's not going to spend that much money to make that big of a difference. So you push it back when you think you can finally win. Ron, again, is, he's closer to 80 than he is to 70. Mm -hmm. And you go, well, you got to think he wants to win before he passes away. 
You know, he wants to do something great. They're playing a great ballpark. The The fan base isn't bad. When the team wins, the fan base is actually really good. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating that you can't think, okay, well, whoever you brought in can fix it immediately. And so when you say, well, who's the next manager of the team? Well, everybody wants Joe Madden or Bochy. Look, Madden wasn't winning with that Cubs team he just had. Boy, what uh, makes you think Madden's going to finish in first place next year with this Padre team? I don't know, but I think word's gotten out that Boach isn't coming back because all of a sudden he is not mentioned anymore for the Cubs. And today I saw something that AC wrote about yeah. interviews being set up and Boach's name wasn't anywhere in it. Do you think because Boach isn't the, the analytics guy? Like whoever's going to be the next guy of the Cubs – Mm-hmm. Or the Pods is going to have to play the analytics. And Andy yeah. Green played the analytics game. They just didn't have the yeah. players to win. But the Cubs, you're talking guys like Ross and Loretta, and you're talking yeah. th- these guys. I mean, those are guys that are going to do what Theo wants them to do. Yeah, Raul Abanez, yeah. you keep hearing his name exactly. come up. I don't know, man. It's funny. Like, when you look at the guys that are being talked about for the Padres, uh, Showalter. I don't want Showalter. Showalter never won. The three Yankees time, won. manager of the year. Yeah, well, the great. But he remember right after Showalter was fired, Tory yeah. comes in and, and set, sets up a dynasty. You yeah, know? but you the, can't you can't play the card that you're a Padre fan when you just admitted you're a Dodger fan. Okay, why? Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. If the Dodgers are playing the Padres, I'm, I'm going Dodgers. But I do root for the Padres every game when they aren't playing the Dodgers. I don't look at it like other oh, in the NL West. I want them to lose. For what you and I do, because 90% of this podcast is Padre baseball. You yeah. and I talk Padres all the time. I don't want to see the Padres lose. There's nothing to talk about in this town without the Padres. So I, I, do, said, I, do, I do not root against the pods. That that bet was what kind of sucked this year. I mean, outside of the money was great. But as far what? as trying to make sure that they lost 78 games, <laughs> it yeah, was fuck. like the, 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 it kind of fucked the season. You know, I watched every goddamn game going on. I wanted them to lose or win. It's It's... I'm saying for me as a baseball guy, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'd like to see baseball be good at, at the highest level, and I can't figure out why Fowler's freaking out over the guys he's paying, and he's he pay, still paying the guy. He didn't fire yeah. Preller. You know, when he said heads, he goes, heads are going to roll, including maybe mine. Well, where the fuck are you going? Yeah, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? He won't go. He loves the spotlight. Dude, he, he loves does. being a celebrity. He does. He's, uh, he's Bagel Boss, man. He's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bagel Boss owns your favorite team. That's him. Bagel, Bagel Boss. It's that guy. That's the funniest thing ever. He's Bagel Boss. Yeah. Although he's had, <laughs> well, he's had better luck in uh, in his personal life because Ron's family's awesome. So, but he yeah. he likes the he okay. Li- let's say he fired Preller tonight and he called you on the way home. He said, "Jeff, uh-huh. I-, I want you to come talk to me. I will." And say, "What do you see?" I'd fire a lot of guys. I'd fire your entire marketing department. They'd be out uh, because they don't have a fucking clue what to do. Promote Your promotion schedule this year was a disaster. A fucking disaster. Just shit. Like you go out to the ballpark and you're like, fuck is this? Cost me 150 bucks to get in. And you're like, hey, here's some bullshit. $1.50. I- oh, thanks so much. Fuck you. Look, man. I'll use the Marty Brenneman line yeah. on all those fuckers, and especially the ones who listen to this podcast. I was here before you, and I'll be here after you. So fuck you. That's a team I grew up with. That's a team I love. That's a team that you work for. You have no emotional attachment to it. You weren't fucking there in 84. You weren't fucking there in 96. You weren't fucking there in 98. We were. A lot of us were. We grew up with that team, and here's the other problem. 
You have zero fucking likability on your team. Your team outside of Tatis is unfucking likable. When the most likable guys are the broadcasters, you have a problem. That's a good point. Your owner is not likable. Your marketing ideas are unlikable. And you think you're smarter than everybody in this town while you and your tiny little fucking dicks just finished dead last again. You're not fun. It's not fun. I just spent the weekend with the guys combined well over 125 years of being Padre fans. The one thing that we all said were guys that are all in that demographic that you're trying to appeal to because we all have kids at that age that are about to become fans. When we all started watching this team, you had 10 to 15 guys on that team. While they may not have been all-stars, God, they were a fucking blast to watch. And that continued through to 84, and it continued through to 96, 98. Austin Hedges is a fucking dipshit. I don't know shit about Mejia. Uh, Eric Hosmer looks like he's fucking bored and put out. Hey, fuck off, right? There are people yeah. with real problems. Ian Kinsler, that fucking meathead's going to flip off this crowd. Yep. Fuck him. Tatis Jr. is a superstar. I yep. love that. That's great. Machado, to me, is a superstar. He gets a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because I believe he will be back to the player we want. And I like the way he interacts with the fans. He strikes me as a guy that while he may not do much with the media, that's fine. If the trade-off is you're not going to interact with the media, but you're going to be cool as shit to kids and do charity stuff, that's a fucking trade I'll make every day of the week. And then Will Myers, fucking meathead. Should very unlikable. Two years ago. Margot's a guy. Got to get rid of him. And Hunter Renfro's the guy. Hunter Renfro, complete disappointment since uh, since Reyes left. They gave him an opportunity to be right. the guy and completely shit the bed. Paddock's likable. Yep. Because he's got a little bit of swagger. Uh, Lucchese and Lauer, no big deal. They're just kind of guys. Strom, Garrett Richards, they're all fucking the same guy. Uh, Kirby Yates, cool. Very cool guy. But that's it. So what did I give you? Machado, Tatis, Yates, Paddock. What is that? Four out of 25. Andy Green thought he knew more than everybody. Very unlikable. And I don't know shit about your coaching staff. Right. There's nobody, Dave, that as a guy, like I said, left side of the infield, especially when they have that dynamic of playing together, that to me was great. As much fun as anything I can remember. I love watching Machado and Tatis together. I'm so goddamn sick of Hedges and Myers, and maybe that's what Ron was trying to say. But, God, you have zero fucking personality on that team. You have nothing. Whether you're winning or losing, it's just a bunch of fucking dickheads. If you're going to rip them, rip them after you cut ties. Because right now they're still your employees. So if you want to sit there and say, we got rid of Myers because he was a huge disappointment. And we're, we're tired of that. That's not Padre yeah. Bay. But, don't but if I'm there. Will, I'm saying that's your fault, not yeah. mine. Yeah. You signed the deal. I signed the deal. Right. You, know, you offered are, the deal. Yeah. These are guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Guess what? Figure out what you're going to do with me. But now you put yourself in a bad situation. Good luck trying to get rid of me now. Well, and that's Preller. And so, well, exactly. So, again, when you talk about what the Padres are and what they're going to be even next year, just on what they have, they're obviously they're going to be changes. Um. There's nothing I can say about Tatis except, man, I hope you don't get hurt because everybody loves the way you play. Everybody across yeah. the country loves the way Tatis plays the game. These guys, just a superstar, as Stud. you said. 
stud player, 20 years old, and if he doesn't get hurt, man, he's going to be the greatest Padre of all time. Yeah. You know, he's just going to be the most exciting guy of all time. And my my complaint, obviously, Machado is always the same. I would literally say to Machado, look, we're paying you a lot of money. You know you're making a lot of money. Yeah. But if, if we're in a situation like we were this year where we fall out of it, we still need you to play hard for 162 yeah. games. Well, and, and you Andy turned it Green off in the last 60 done. games. Yep. And, and just be a professional. Be a professional and act like you give a shit. I saw him play last Tuesday, and I was like, this guy doesn't want to fucking be there. It was interesting that Barajas benched him twice mm-hmm. in the last week. But it's like, dude, you expect a little more. Forget about the money part. You're a major leaguer. Yeah. You owe it to the history of this game and the guys who play the game. Play the game hard. That's all you're asking. I just want a little bit more. I want the young guys to look at you and go, there's a reason that guy's a superstar and why he makes that kind of money. Yeah. I want one of those contracts too. But Yates is obviously is getting older. But I, but I, I'm, I'm with you. Outside of right now, Tatis, he's, he's the guy that you try and sell any manager on and the minor leagues you sell any future manager yeah, that's coming here. Yeah, stud. You know? And you go, this is the direction it's going. But you have the same conversation you have with Machado that you're going to have with Hosmer. We expect more. You're a World Series champion. You're yeah. an old man. You're a leader. Yeah, we expect – you aren't Jim Tomey at the end of your career. You're, you're a starting first baseman. You're going to bat top four in our lineup. Fucking be the guy. You can't challenge Machado to be better? You know. And here's the other go thing. Go ahead. You know, I like I said, I grew up with that team. I love that team. And I'm not saying that – you have to have team meetings every day or you can't have some fun. But does anybody in that organization understand what a horseshit fucking look it is when you're winning 70 fucking games and you're heading to last place and you got everybody on the final trip when you're losing your ass and your manager just got fired, when you have everybody on the team dressed up like it's fucking Halloween? Do you understand what that looks like? That couldn't be. I, I just was like, these guys. Uh, I know some people like that's a fuck you to the fans. No, it's not. It's not a fuck you to the fans. It's twenty five guys that just don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. And that, so Rod Barajas is going to be our manager. Fuck that. That's Rod Barajas saying today I'm running this fucking team. And guess what? We are not going out to the bus. When we have been a fucking joke embarrassment to this organization and to the guys that sign every one of your checks, we're not going out like it's fucking Halloween. Yeah. We do not have a 19-game lead. We're fucking dead in the water. And we got to try to play it out and fuck that. We are not going out doing that. I'm with you 100% on that. What a fucking crazy. joke. And this fucking... I see 25 people in this fucking fan. Oh, this is great. What are you looking at? I wouldn't hire any of you fuckers. <laughs> I swear to God. Any of you fuckers work for me, you'd be fired tomorrow because you clearly don't have a fucking clue. Anybody who celebrated yeah. that, God, are you a dipshit. Yeah. And don't tell me it's not about having fun. Bullshit. I bought tickets to that team, bought merchandise for that team. Like I said, man, I understand the guys are there all day. They're watching film. They're taking extra yep. cuts. I get the whole thing, and I appreciate it all as a fan. Doesn't change the fact that you're shit. And when you all dress up and you play grab ass going to the bus, it is a terrible fucking look for a team that underachieved as much as you did. 
See, I like everything you just said. Like, of if course. I, well, I'm saying right now, just like I asked you a second ago, if I'm Ron Fowler and I call you up. Yeah, head should have rolled right now, Ron. Yeah, I wanna, Why are you waiting a year? I want to know what you saw. And wh- basically what you're telling Ron is, Ron, there's going to be a group of people that no matter what you do, no matter right. how many games you win, they're always going to be there. Right. Don't worry about those guys. No. What you have to do is get the guys that are trying to decide, do we go to the game or not? Right. And what do we do to sit there and put a better product on the field? What do we do as far as when they do come to Petco Park? What are we doing to making it more enjoyable? Yeah. From, from start to finish, what are we doing? Because you're too much. You're too busy worrying about the guys that are never going to go anywhere. No, yeah. guys, we'll do this next year when we have a twenty game lead. That's it. It's funny when I when I coach youth baseball, mm-hmm. I get this question all the time. Coach, can we wear shorts tomorrow to practice? And I'll say no. Yeah. And I'll say I'll let you know when you're playing well right. enough to wear shorts. Right. I said, but tomorrow you're going to wear pants because I know when you wear pants, I expect you to get those pants dirty. Yeah. And you're going to bust That's your it. ass and dive. But I know you won't dive in shorts. Yeah. You see the fucking Yankees doing that shit? You know, the Dodgers did it once this year, and the Dodgers finished 50 games over 500. Right. And they did it the, the last series. That's the only time they did it. Right. You're right. You don't do that. You reward guys when they fucking play well. Right. Ah, oh, but ridiculous. hey, so great. <laughs> so great. Fuck. Love this team. Man, what's Greg Garcia wearing? Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. And the guy, I'll tell you this, the guy's pointing at that laughing and almost spilling their rosé laughing so hard. It's a whole Spanos family. <laughs> Laughed at all of you, especially if your last name is Harris. <laughs> what would what would Harris say? Well, hey, you know what? I'll tell you this. You know, I hate. I'll just say this. I have a job in the afternoon. I haven't put my hat in the ring. I'd have a real hard time for that. I'd say the way you guys are playing right now, you, you should have sombreros on because that's what most of you get every night's a golden sombrero. <laughs> I'd take that goddamn mariachi band that the Rams hire and I'd put them in fucking spots two through seven because they'd probably hit a lot better. And if not, at least I'd be entertained every night. I'll tell you what, Dave. I don't dance often, but if somebody fires up La Cucaracha, La Cu- <laughs> hey, I'm on the floor. So I'm you- like a young Sammy Davis Jr. And I'll admit this. I get emotional. But you you want to see the coach cry? You put that video on of Sammy Davis Jr. singing Mr. Bojangles in that brown one piece. It's a little tight. It's a little revealing. What an entertainer. He and Danny Gans, two of the best. <laughs> All right, so would you take the job, Coach, if they got rid of the 1230 starts because well, it wouldn't affect your, your show? Yeah, I don't speak a lot of Spanish. <laughs> and I'll say this. I go to Roberto's, and all the kids laughed at me. I went to Roberto's, and I had a regular hamburger. Well done. <laughs> no cheese on that. Impacted me. But I would just like a hamburger well done. A little bit of mayonnaise, no red sauce, and I would like it with a Fanta orange. <laughs> so I may struggle in a little bit of the communication, but uh, hey, I like it. You know what I like the most, Dave, when I go to Mexico? What? I don't like shellfish. I heard you guys saying it earlier. You don't like shellfish. But what I like doing is I love talking to the guys who work down there because I'm a man of the people. Yes. And I love asking those guys in Tijuana, where do you find the zebras? <laughs> and where do you guys sleep at night? 
Do you have a big, nice barn? And man, I've the the quota of zebra per square foot in Tijuana is unbelievable. <laughs> I tell you one time, Dave, I was down there. Then you know where I really like to eat when I go down there? They have a hell of a Denny's right there on Revolution. Man, the French toast is magic. <laughs> but I was walking and I was a little lightheaded because I hadn't had any orange juice in the morning, and a guy popped out. Scared me a little bit. My heart fluttered. And this guy said to me, hey, would you like to see the donkey show? (laughs) What did you do? Well, I wasn't familiar with the donkey show, so I wasn't sure what it was going to do. Was it going to be like the Royal Lipizzan Stallions where they dance on their back hooves? So that's why I asked this young man. I said, well, what does the donkey do? And he said, well, there's a girl that comes out. And the girl says, (laughs) and the donkey say, hee-haw, (laughs) hee-haw. And Dave, I didn't think that was anything I wanted to see for the afternoon. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the old coach got a little lightheaded. (laughs) That's what apparently the girl did. And then the donkey... Dave said, hee-haw, hee-haw. <laughs> and the guy said, $29, I can put you in row two. $15, you're in row one. And I, I politely declined, and then we hugged in the middle of the street. He went home at a you? Yeah, I, I, I told you, the French toast down there is amazing. And I, what I really wanted to do was go see the Ray Mysterio Senior uh, Museum, but I just I didn't feel good after that. I was I was I don't know, Dave. I almost was a little bit more concerned for the donkey than the girl, and I'm sorry to say that. But I've seen her antics. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> Last time I said that, it got me in a lot of trouble with everybody. Wanted me fired. So yeah, I just went home, watched the Andy Griffith show, and <laughs> fell asleep in my chair with my dog Rusty. Um, I, I sent you a clip last night. It was, it was great. I watched the whole 10 minute clip right from here. Yes. East Lake zone. Yeah. Ray Mysterio. Yeah. My son, Jack is all into the WWE loves it. Yeah. So I'm driving home on Monday and, uh, he gets it on direct TV at like five o'clock. Yeah. So I'm driving home at like six 30 and we're going down there Saturday night. And uh, which reminds me, I got something to tell you about Saturday. And uh, I go, hey, what's up? Oh, man. Oh, what's the matter? Brock Lesnar just annihilated Rey Mysterio Jr. And I go, what? And he goes, his son's 11. And I I think he knows it's fake, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. And he goes, well... And he's mad because he loves Ray Mysterio. That's his guy, San Diego guy. And they're about the same height. Do you tell him Brock's from Minnesota? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he goes, well, Ray's out there just doing an interview and thanking his son. And Brock Lesnar just interrupts him. And Ray takes the microphone away from Paul Heyman. And next thing you know... Brock Lesnar just starts throwing him all over the ring like he's just a bag of bricks. He did. He did. And I said, well, if I'm right, maybe I get my ass out of there. 
He goes, well, that's, that's, uh, dad, that's not even the worst part. He goes, uh. Are you trying not to laugh your ass off? Like, are you covering your mouth? I'm dying. And he goes, Ray's teenage son was ringside. And I go, "Uh uh-oh. He goes, yeah, that's why Ray came back for the Universal Championship for his son, Dominic. And guess what? And I go, oh, I hope you're going to tell me Lesnar threw that. Dad, he stomped him. He annihilated him, too. I go, God dang, that's awesome. Dad, it's not (laughs) awesome. He threw him all around. Dude, threw him all around. I've never seen two guys thrown further than those two guys. Who put up less of a fight. Yes. And And so I told him, I go, I go, well, how old's the kid? Because he's a teenager. Well, now I start thinking this kid, Rey Mysterio's kid. I was like, is he like 14? Is Brock Lesnar like ragdolling a little kid? Well, the kid's in like his 20s, and he's a wrestler in Mexico. So I said, Jack, that was part of it. That's part of the show. I told him on Tuesday, I go, Jack, watch how he lands. That kid clearly is a, a trained guy. Yeah. And I go, how fun had that did that have to be for that kid to go, hey, man, I'm going to be part of the show tonight. Whether you're winning or losing, to be part of it, I go, there's always a bad day and then a good day for those guys. I go, something's coming. But I go, I, I told him, I go, Jack, I left my ass off. And those two yeah. guys, when he just kept throwing them out. Oh, my through, gosh. And he left and come back and throw yeah, them around again. Kick them around and the yeah. guys in the suit get kicked in the head. Yeah. I got that. Even the, the EMTs were getting the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were watching that. So here's my two things for yeah. Saturday. And Did then, you tell him that he lives right behind me? Yeah, he yeah. wants to go over okay. there. He's all scared for Dominic oh, Mysterio. Wants to bring the guy probably an ice bag. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, he's fine. Probably banging chicks yeah. in Phoenix that night. <laughs> um, <laughs> two things. Saturday night, if you're out, I will have my sons at the arena for the show. Cool. If you see them... Like I said, I think my son, Jack, who has the darker hair, he's into it much more than his brother is. But if you see him, just say hi. And uh, who's his guy? He digs Seth Rollins and all those guys. So, yeah, he'll talk wrestling with you. Cool. So if you see it. Did you watch? Uh, you, you done with no, this I have one ahead. more Go thing ahead. for Go you. Ahead. I want to ask you a wrestling question if that's what I want to ask you. All right. Dave on Saturday is going to the Alzheimer's walk. Like we did last year. Last year with Lisa Ann. I don't need to be tweeted or pictures or anything else. You could just send them to me privately with her. I know how you are. No, I won't send anything. No, but here's the deal. We went last year. It's really cool. It is cool. Again, my mother-in-law who lived with us for five years. Oh, shit. I hadn't even thought about her. Died from the same thing. My my grandmother died from the same thing. God damn. It is is a scary deal. I mean, you and I were talking before the show about stupid shit we used to remember, and all of a sudden we can't bring it back to our head and go, what the fuck? And it scares the shit out of you when you're in your 40s, and all of a sudden you're going, I don't remember. Right. All right. Well, I'm glad you're not. You could text me pictures all day. I don't even know if I need to take another picture. I've taken a million pictures with her. But no, as far as donating money and doing a one-mile walk is no big deal. Is uh, Missy going? (laughs) I don't know. That I'll let you know. Okay. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, that I'll let you know. I have no idea. I haven't. Who's going? You, Josh? No, he's going to Thailand. What day? He's going Friday. Going to Thailand for two weeks. God. Oh, that's great. You know, KFMB's like, thanks. You know, they know Dude, you know what's funny about this is trip? Because you've done these these trips where you don't bring a lot with you. I'm the guy that brings yeah. the giant suitcases like I'm 
one of the Beverly Hills housewives. You're a guy that just go and carry on and get right off. He's going, no joke, toothbrush, deodorant, and that's it. Right. And I said, what do you mean that's it? He goes, dude, you can buy a shirt for 50 cents in Thailand. Right. He goes, I'm going to buy a new shirt every day. It'll say uh, uh, LA Dodgers 2019 World Series champion. <laughs> there's, you asshole. There's a, there's a city in uh, Thailand called Fuck It. Yeah. You know? And I said, dude, get me a shirt. And he yeah. goes, what do you mean? I go, there has to be a shirt there that says... I wasn't gonna go to Thailand. Then I just said, "Fuck it," and I go, "I, I go, I'll wear that." I go, "You gotta give me one of those. You gotta give me a shirt." He goes, "All right, I'll get you a shirt." I'm going back to Toronto. I wasn't sure I was going, but I'm going. But it's funny you say that, Dave, because the trip I'm there for a week, and it's the third week in November, which feels like, like think about it for all of us. You go third week in November. And you feel like, ah, oh, that's way far away. I'm driving down here tonight. It's completely dark. It's 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. 7 o'clock at night. It's completely dark. And when I go there, shit, man, I was just kind of looking at things today. Like, oh, yeah, average night temperature is like 31 degrees. You're like, shit. So, yeah, that time you got to bring a jacket. Yeah. You got to bring other things with you, too. But, yeah, if he's smart, yeah, just travel light. That's and the, it. The, Travel light, be careful with your dough, and he'll be fine. That's it. His that's passport's all good. Passport's good, and just like I said, I go just watch your wallet. You know, that's yeah. that's that's whenever you travel, just make sure. So you're where's he? Stuff where's out. he fly from? Here to where? That's a good question. I don't remember where he said he might. He might. I'm gonna fuck this up. I think he flies. I keep thinking it's New York, but it's not. I don't. No, it's not New York. It's uh, it's he's going the other way. I don't know where the fuck he's going. I'm I'll be honest. With you, I'm not trying. Yeah. He might go. To L.A. and then from L.A. Uh, there. Oh, might be. Yeah. That's so, probably it, it. Yeah, so that's it. I know One, I fucked up the, the wrong direction. What's your wrestling question? All right, so uh, wrestling question. Did you see the 30 for 30 on UFC, MMA, the whole deal? With, no, shit. With, um, it was Chuck T Liddell Chuck and, T and Tito. It was really good. It was an hour and a half long. It was really fucking good. But I thought, did you see the preview of it I watched, last no, week? I didn't see the preview. I watched the whole thing. No, I know, but when yeah. was it on? Last, last week? week? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's coming back. That was kind of like they said a preview, but then it kind of starts. They're going to show it on a regular basis, like starting the 15th. Um, I didn't. I know like a lot of that you story. You know the story, I'm sure. I didn't know the story. I didn't realize yeah. that Chuck Liddell would beat the shit out of him all the time. Like they, yeah. they had no idea. They thought Tito was going to be the face of the organization. Yeah. And then they went up to Big Bear. And they match these two guys up to spar. Crazy shit, right? And Liddell fucking one-times him, and he's down on the ground crying. And they're like, holy fuck. Everyone looks at each other and like, Jesus Christ, dude. Liddell just dude. fucking one-timed him, and, and the kid's in a ball crying on the mat. Were you there when we had Tito in studio? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he came in, and I think he fought here, right? Yeah. Fought in San Diego. Dude, he is such a fucking good dude, man. Yeah. And he's always been a good dude. He was good. Dana White kept saying he's the dumbest guy on the planet. Dude. Over and over again, how stupid he is. If you ever met Tito, he's the dumbest guy you've ever fucking met. Over and over, he kept saying it. Well, those two guys, they their relationship, yeah, their relationship makes, uh, fuck, uh, let me think of how I can describe this. It makes you and Costa look like fucking <laughs> Ben and Woods. Um, but Tito's great. And Tito, Tito doesn't get a lot of credit for being one of the original guys that drew people to the UFC. He had personality, charisma. He was tough. 
He played the bad guy card. If they get into that, I can't wait to see it. Um, Liddell was more quiet. Liddell was just kind of a guy who went about and did his job. And they were perfect foes because of their relationship with yep. Dana, the whole thing. But but kind of just going back to how we started earlier, man, Tito's just a really, really fucking good dude. And in my dealings with him, I didn't have a lot, but in my limited dealings with him, always cool, engaging, right? And, yeah. uh, and great. I don't know that I ever had, I don't remember... I don't remember ever crossing paths with Chuck Liddell. You know what was... They were all tight with Henderson, who I worked yeah. for. But I don't remember meeting Chuck. If I did, it was brief. The sad thing is with any fighter that used to be great when it's mm -hmm. over, and they seem to not know it's over. And yeah, Chuck especially. Chuck got to the point where if you opened the door and the wind was strong right. enough, he was going to be knocked out. Yeah, I mean, it never happened. And then he got... Um, over and over again. They kept showing it. It was, well, it was yeah. sad to see. He... Yeah, Chuck got knocked out. Uh, Rampage came back. Yeah, Rampage that, that came back. You said that the Rampage thing said changed his whole career. Yeah, he was we, never the same after getting knocked right, out. Right, because then Rich Franklin knocked him out, and then Tito knocked him out at yeah. the forum like a year ago. And I feel yeah. like there was another one, maybe Rashad Evans or somebody. I feel like he fought in between there, and there were a couple of guys. And like the Rich Franklin, Rich Franklin had a broken arm. Yeah, and fucking knocked him out. It was. <laughs> Like dude, shit. It was I don't mean to laugh, but it was like, dude, you barely touched him and he was knocked out. Yeah. Like he just it had that like it, it was yeah. it was just it sucked. I mean he was Chuck was great. We talk about Padre guys who say you just want to see them give hundred percent. Yeah. Chuck Liddell looked like the guy that every time he fought was trying to give hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which you admire. And you're sitting and you're watching it, and you're like, This is sad. That the fight you mentioned at the forum was just a fucking disaster. Yeah. I mean, it was should have never happened. Nobody no. cared. Nobody watched. No. It was well, bad. Well, because uh, Dana was done with them and said in the sense that, look, man, I can't promote yeah. this. So they went with Golden Boy. Yeah, De La Hoya. And fucking De La Hoya. Did, De La Hoya does a great job with Golden Boy boxing, but, but MMA is a completely different thing. The undercard sucked. Limited distribution for the fight. Yeah. And... Yeah, he just didn't do a good enough job of building interest for it. So yeah, it was it was borderline celebrity boxing. Absolutely. All right. After we we knock this out, I'm gonna ask you a quick question on what people are gonna watch. What do you think has more interest? Okay. All right. I want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry, of course, is helping me. He's selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's the guy I went to because he's the expert. The house officially goes on the market tomorrow. Oh, well, it looks great out here. You son of a bitch. Your Go inside. It looks fucking great. That, oh, okay. I'm hiding everything in the garage, but right now the inside looks like no one ever lived there. It's a show house. It looks really good. All right, I'm gonna go and look. and he's welcome to and and it smells nice. Candles everywhere. It smells really good. Your house is. I don't know why you would say that. Your house has always smelled good. The, I don't know the, why the, you got to be defensive. Have like you that. been around my dog? Yeah. Okay. You Where's she tonight? She's inside the house right now. Um. But yeah, that sign goes up in front of the the house tomorrow, so everything's all all set to go. Um, he even helped me find the next place I'm moving to, which is is fantastic. And when are you moving there? Mid November is the plan. If nice. this thing sells, hopefully quickly, mid November is the plan. So uh, yeah, a whole new Dave and Jeff studio, and hopefully be a little bit different. So um, again, Brian Curry's your guy. He's my guy as well. He he's really good at what he does. He pointed things out to me that I would have never noticed before. He has saved us a lot of money and shown us uh, the things that are important to pay attention to. And I'm sure he's going to get the best price for this house. Brian Curry's number is 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, I would think, 
the greatest selling point for Brian would be just hearing Dave talk about it. Because for any of us that have bought or sold, man, it's stressful. There's so many I's to dot, so many T's to cross. And Dave's like, this is great. Yeah, this is great. very easy. And, man, that is, oh, shit, has anything ever been easy for Dave? Let's think about it. That's I true. think the easy answer would be no. <laughs> Fucking guy doesn't know if he's a Yankee or Dodger fan. <laughs> Son You're a son of a bitch. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who's not is Brian Curry. And he comes in out of the goodness of his heart, and maybe it's just because he feels bad for Rita and Josh. I think that's but a kiss. I think so, too. It feels bad for me. Coming <laughs> in, going to do it. Look, you have to know what you don't know. And I love the stories you told Dave last week when you went and looked at different houses, and he would point out things that you would never notice. That what makes him the best. Give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. By the way, you mentioned the guys you take to the bar with you in radio. Fuck, I would take our advertisers in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking great. They'd kill you. Um, also, hey, at the same time, Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Oh, yeah. Now's the time to get that perfect pool. Call Alan Taylor. He's been doing it more than 20 years. The best pools in San Diego, they're all made by TaylorMade Pools. Alan Taylor's your guy, 619-449-4452. The number again, 619-449-4452. Well, he's from Canada. Yeah, funny as shit. And I don't know that there's any Canadian porn stars. It may be the only thing wrong with that country. Shyla Styles. Is she from there? Nikki Benz. Well, you know from this Toronto. is quick. Is that right? Yeah. God dang. Well, look at you, you son of a gun. Alan Taylor told me. I bet he did. He probably sent you five videos that you couldn't watch on your phone, too. Um, here's the great thing about tailor-made pools. As I find a few minutes a day, you know, I, I put in a solid nine hours a day at work. Wink, wink. Uh, but every now and then, I make my way over to social media. Boy, a lot of you are fucking dorks. I got to tell you. I'm sorry your mom and dad never told you, but I see a lot of you read what you write, and I'm like, no wonder you sit at home all day smelling like TV dinners, eating fucking, uh, reading comic books. <laughs> what you need in that big backyard of that house you inherited from your Aunt Lily is you need a tailor-made pool because you're going to go from being a total geek to totally chic. Chicks yep. are going to be out by that pool every day, and they're going to be screaming your little name, Hey! The water is warm, and you know who's going to be front and center? Vera. Hey, <laughs> come on in. It's warm. I'm going to take my bikini top off. Whoa. Whoa, thing just got real in the pool. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen until you get your shit together and you give Al Taylor a call. Now, I don't know. Maybe you get yourself off of that weird site that you look at all the time where Granny's helping her kid. With the spelling test, and then the baseline jumps in. <laughs> Get off of that site, sticky fingers, and go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look on the sponsor page and look at tailor-made pools. It's a lot different than that pool your uncle took you to. At least he claimed he was your uncle when he took you to the Howard Johnsons we talked about earlier. You can have a real pool and erase all those burnt-in memories that you've tried to hide for 35 fucking years. <laughs> and you know who's going to save you and save your soul? Alan Taylor and Taylor Made Pools. You're goddamn welcome. <laughs> hey. I also want to mention Dan I'm Williams. I'm going to take my top off. 
Dan Williams, he's the leading mortgage professional at the C2 Financial Corporation. He's been helping families achieve home ownership and independence for more than 15 years with his borrow smart approach to mortgage planning. Most important call you can make. Jeff and I tell you all the time, finances are everything. Right now, people are really concerned about what's going to happen financially in this country. Call Dan Williams. It'll be the smartest call you make. 858-688-6813. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave. I have somebody very, very close to me that is going through a financial situation right now and has equity in their home but is dealing with credit card debt and dealing with the IRS and some other things. And this friend of mine is going to have to call 858-688-6813 because the big part of that book that you can get for right now, Borrow Smart, is the back line, which is Repay Smart, and finding a way to make that equity work for you. It's why Dan's amazing. The other benefit is for anybody in the military where you can purchase a home with no down payment. Dan has both of those books. I said to you Sunday night when we were here, or Monday night, I literally, it was no joke. Before I came down Monday night, I brought that book to a friend. I said, look, I'm going to see you tomorrow night. We're going to try to get this situated, but please take a look at Dan's book. It couldn't be a better resource, and he's given it to you for free. San Diego Lending.us slash Dave Jeff. The phone number is 858-688-6813. Right now, your mortgage, your refinance, your purchase, reverse mortgage may be where this person wants to go. They've got a house with a ton of equity. They just have to find a way to make it work. Man, they're telling me they're not eating. They're not sleeping. If that applies to you, please make that call, 858-688-6813, and let Dan help you put the money to work for you. Absolutely. And, and finally, uh, again, Kyle Fluger is the guy that's helped us with our websites. Very pleased with what we have, thedaveandjeffshow.com, also jakesprojects.org. And uh, Kyle's had a tough week, had a big death yeah. in the family. And, uh, of course, as we talk about family, Kyle's part of our family, so we're thinking about Kyle. You can call Kyle. He can help you out, though, with your website at 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Dave's exactly right. Our thoughts with Kyle's family. Man, we've seen too much uh, loss. He lost his father-in-law this week, and uh, just a great, great family, the Fluger family. So if you have contacted him and you may not have heard back from him immediately, give him a couple of days, uh, but we send our best to Kyle and his wife, their beautiful family and and his wife's family too. Very very sad news. Father in law looked like just an amazing yeah. guy, and uh, his loss is felt by all of us. Those lucky enough to know him, or those that just heard about him. But yeah, give Kyle a few days, and then he'll be back up and running, and he can make your website look as great as ours. All right. So uh, here's my question for you: As far mm-hmm. as a sports fan goes, you were in Los Angeles this past weekend. You saw the Rams Buccaneers game in person. It was funny, whenever I'd walk away from the TV and I'd listen to the crowd go apeshit, I was like, yeah. well, the Rams must have done something. Well, a lot of times it was the Buccaneers. Yeah, it was that were crazy. There were tons Buck of Buccaneer fans, fans there. Tomorrow night, which is unusual, when the NFL goes against Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. the NFL always kills it, always. Even preseason games beat Major League yep. Baseball playoff games. In Los Angeles tomorrow, when the Rams are playing Seattle and the Dodgers are hosting the Nationals at the same time, mm-hmm. What gets a, a bigger view? What uh, do people Dodgers. watch? See, I said the Dodgers too. My son said he thought it would be the Rams, and I said the Dodgers are going uh, to kill city. the Rams. Yeah. I agree. It's a, Do- it's a Laker Dodger city. Um, you were there when Kawhi got booed, correct? Yeah. Were you surprised he got booed, or is that what you expected? No, nah, he was cool with it. Yeah, I mean, it's still Laker town. 
Do you think he understands that? Like Chris Paul was shocked when he was at Dodger Stadium, he threw out the first pitch, and he got booed. Yeah, because he they wanted him on the Lakers. Yes, he knows it. He grew up close enough to L.A. He knows it. And was some here. people think that because he was so late in deciding what team he was going to sign, the Lakers missed out on other players. I uh, I believe that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to see. I mentioned earlier, I'm going to Toronto in a couple of weeks, and the way the schedule is going to play out, uh, Friday night, I'm going to see the Maple Leafs play. Saturday, we have a big event. Sunday night's pretty mellow, and then Monday night, I'm seeing the Raptors and the Hornets. Cool. And, Dave, it was unbelievable. I looked at the Raptors website today because i'm like all right well i gotta see who's still on this team kyle lowry's on that team marcus Sell's on that team fred van fleet's on that team right norman powell from lincoln yeah norman powell but powell gasol and lowry are the guys making over 20 million a year yeah and well gasol and it may be gasol and lowry are really those guys yeah powell, powell doesn't make that money yet no but Gasol and Lowry and both of those guys come off the books after this year. Yeah. Like, I think Norman Powell's like 15. Fred Van Fleet just makes a few. Like, looking at the Raptors moving forward, and I like their front office structure, the whole thing. But, like, I'm looking at that team. I go, holy shit. They're going to be able to sign two, three guys, go after it, and try to reload. But it's funny. Um, I even know who the Leafs are playing on Friday night. That'll be awesome, uh, both in uh, Social Bank Arena. But like, I don't know which one I'm more fired up for. Like, uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see two in in three nights. But yeah, to go and see that and go, yeah, it's gonna be really. I hope really the fun. Raptors can grab somebody. You know what I mean? I mean, it is a great sports city. I know oh, a lot of people who who don't understand exactly how it works in Canada, but Toronto is is a great great sports city. Yeah, and uh, you obviously saw. The following they had when they were playing the Warriors and the run through the playoffs and and you're right they're going to have some money I hope it's not one of those organizations that just had that one year no they way they're uh, they're they're big dough yeah. other than the fact they flew coach to Philly I don't know what that was all about but yeah man they they made a huge impact but then they didn't panic and maybe David goes along the lines of what you said about the Lakers with Kawhi signing late maybe a lot of guys were off. But now you can look at it and you go, all right, well, Lowry's done. And Gasol, those guys aren't going to be getting 31 and $25 million to come yep. back for the 2021 season. So now you start going, oh, shit, what are they going to do? I'd like them to trade four number ones to Minnesota and they can have <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. Bring, bring him, him home. Exactly, bring him home. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I'll say this, too, for anybody, uh, just one quick thing. For casual hockey fans, man, and if you're if you're bummed about the Chargers and you just kind of have a void and you're trying to figure out what to do, this is a great time to become a National Hockey League fan for a couple of reasons. Last week, both the players and the owners had the opportunity to opt out of their CBA. Had they opted out of the CBA, they would have played this season, and then there would have been a major work stoppage. Neither side did it. A lot of people, insiders, were shocked because rarely in sports do the owners say, hey, no, we're okay, and the players yep. say, no, you know what, we're okay. Here's the other thing. The owners have Gary Bettman, 
the players have Don Fear, who used to run Major League Baseball. It's a huge bonus because it'll be three straight years before uh, there's any chance of this happening again. I mention it because having been a lifelong hockey fan, it has been at least 20, if not 25 years when there has been the influx of young talent that is hitting the National Hockey League all across the game right now. And if you really, it reminds me, Dave, a few years ago, the NBA, it goes back to what we talked about with the Padres where these guys are likable and ready to go. Man up with Edmonton. You have Connor McDavid, who's insane. Leon Dreisaitl's incredible. As you come down, the Sharks have a bunch of players that are always good. The Kings and Ducks are kind of going through a personnel change, trying to get a little bit younger. But both have new coaches. The Ducks are coached by Dallas Eakins, who a lot of you remember from the Gulls. A lot of the Gulls players, Sam Steele, Max Jones, John Gibson, they're all up right now. So if you went and watched the Gulls the last couple of years, you're going to know a lot of the names. The Kings have finally changed the dynamic. They had Daryl Sutter was their head coach, and yes, he won two cups, but he was very quiet. Then they went to John Stevens. He was very quiet. They made a very weird move to go and get Willie Desjardins to come in. He was a horrible fit. He was Pat Murphy of the National Hockey League. Well, now the Kings went out and hired Todd McClellan, high energy, loud, kind of veteran guy, kind of what San Diego Padres are looking for. But Todd McClellan has come in, huge influx of energy, and the Kings have the number four farm system in all of the National Hockey League. So they're a really fun team to watch on the West. But the two guys that you should be paying attention to, uh, Toronto's loaded Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, they win tonight. It's always kind of fun. They're kind of the Yankees, but there's not a hatred. They're kind of more like the Cubs, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree. The Maple Leafs were the Cubs, where yeah. everybody likes them. They haven't won a championship in forever. And a lot of people in the league are like, well, if my team can't win, it'd be kind of cool if the Leafs won. John Tavares, Austin Matthews, like I said, great young guys. But there's two young guys that came in, uh, drafted number one and number two this year in the National Hockey League. And the guy drafted number one is Jack Hughes, U.S. born. I think he's 19 years old right now playing for the New Jersey Devils, is going to be an absolute star. But the guy who went number two, very funny name. His name is Capo Caco. You go, what? That's his name. Yes. He plays for the New York Rangers. And I know a lot of us, we go, ah, we hate New York. We hate L.A. It's going to be really, really fun because these two teams are right across the river And there was talk, who will the Devils take at number one? Well, Jack Hughes was the clear number one. Hughes plays for the Devils. Capococco plays for the Rangers. Like I said, with McDavid and Matthews, Mika Rantanen, all these guys that are playing. The Blues won the Stanley Cup. The Kings and the Ducks are trying to reload. Man, it is really, really fun to be a hockey fan right now, and I'd encourage all of you to get in. And, hey, when you're... uh, out of Target or your card store, you should look and see about buying some hockey cards for your kids. I bet they'd love them. <laughs> there you 
go. Artifacts is out right now from what I've heard. That's awesome. That's fantastic. It's funny that's looking up Toronto right now. If I'm right on this, they have not won a Stanley Cup since 67. Yeah. Damn, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. Mike Babcock. Yeah. Who had such started here with the Ducks, went and had great success with the Red Wings. They cherry picked him and got him in Toronto, and he's really, really struggled up there. But it's just, uh, it's like, it's like the Cubs. I think the Cubs is probably the best analogy because while the Red Sox struggled, there were still people that hated the Red Sox. And I know there are people probably in parts of Canada that hate the Leafs, but the Leafs are pretty mellow. Like, they're pretty cool. Yeah. They just can't win. They haven't won in forever. So, yeah, if you're looking for it, um, tonight was the start. Ducks get going uh, tomorrow night. Kings don't play. Kings don't open until Saturday. But Saturday night's a great game because the Kings are on the road in Edmonton. Yeah. Todd McClellan, who now coaches the Kings, got fired very, very early last year by that same Edmonton Oiler team, and he makes his return into that building. So the Kings should definitely be fired up for their new coach. But, yeah, it's been a little flat in the National Hockey League. There have been windows for it. But with McDavid and Matthews, Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson, up in Vancouver. God, Dave, there are so many young players, very similar to the NBA, likable studs. Great time to start paying attention to the league again. Fantastic. When's the next show we're doing? Uh, we'll be back down here Sunday night with a full review of Hell in the Cell. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. See you guys next time. So oh.